Hi, and welcome back to the show. This week, we have a special guest named Fabrizio Perone, who's here to talk about influencers, brands, esports, and how Web3 technology ties it all together. It's a great show, so let's get to it. Tell us a little bit about Fabrizio. So I've um, uh, have been always an entrepreneur in my my in my career. So I took my uh, degree in uh, 2007, and uh, after that uh, I have founded a first company that was uh, an agency uh, called uh, Fun Media. That was basically one of the first operating in the uh, influencer marketing space. So at the time we were working and. It was 2008-2009, uh, we were working with uh, bloggers, basically. Uh, we were one of the first agencies, I would say, in Europe uh, to, let's say, connect brand to blogs and to, let's say, other uh, channels that uh, so weren't based, let's say, on display advertising and so on. Uh, I sold this company in 2013. Uh, because I understood that I want to build something uh, bigger, something that mm, more, let's say, related to technology and, will, and also, let's say, scalable. And I, mm, let's say, uh, I went closer to the startup uh, world and uh, ecosystem. Uh, and uh, for the first time, I was, let's say, raising uh, uh, external money. Um, I, I created basically one of the first... Uh, um, influencer marketing uh, platform um, in Europe uh, so the company um, as uh, so was named uh, Bazul so is named Bazul uh, and that's actually one of the uh, main player in, 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 in Europe about influencer marketing data and uh, analytics. I, I just wanted to say that I think that um, there, there's actually a, a very long-reaching vision uh, when you talk about introducing influencer marketing back in you know 2008 2009 especially you know when the blogosphere was still a thing and then migrating over to social media in 2013 i'm curious a little bit about the transition away from advertising because like really what we're talking about here when we talk about influencers is uh you have traditionally brands that you know they interact with users through targeted ads right like that's where google made it makes all of their money and Facebook makes most of their money. And then you think, well, that's not gonna last forever. What's the next step? And, you know, for a long time, uh, I think influencers were the next step. And I'm not sure what is going on in, you know, the next, say, decade or so. Maybe you tell us a little bit about what your thoughts are there. You can imagine how much was tricky to to go to, 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 to let's say, to, to the market, to investor, to customer, to brand, to explain uh, why they should, let's say, put money away from uh, uh, display advertising from Google, from Facebook, or from uh, other kind of, uh, um, let's say, uh, tra traditional advertising or digital advertising to invest in, let's say, um, uh, real people that were, let's say, talking about specific topics on their blog or even on their, let's say, Facebook profile or Instagram profile. Now it seems really normal, uh, but uh, I mean, and it seems like uh, it was, let's say, uh, ever uh, existed. Uh, but I can, uh, I can, let's say, testify that uh, five, six, still five, six years ago, 
it was really, really difficult to talk uh, uh, to, 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 to the market about influencer. What's next? Uh, of course, we can just imagine what is going to be in the next decade, but um, I can imagine that a phenomenon like gaming uh, is going to represent the uh, evolution of social networks. Uh, all the gaming platform will be the way brand would be able to reach the new generation and as well, and it will be a transition to uh, concept and, and platform that are now known as uh, uh, metaverse that basically will be a platform where we, you can live a, an hybrid experience between uh, let's say real world and uh, virtual world so I think that this is going to be the evolution of the social network as we as we know them uh, nowadays. And how do you think brands will interact within that constellation? Well, so I think that to to, to let's say to to simplify, uh, I think that in 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 five ten years or something like that, maybe 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 ten years is even too much. Uh, let's say the the. the so the, the Instagram page or the Facebook page will be replaced by uh, a 3D experience into uh, a, a, an hybrid world. And, uh, and basically, um, I mean, also with uh, much more adoption and diffusion of uh, uh, AR and VR uh, tools uh, and, and, uh, and uh, like a, a headset. Uh, much more uh, available to everyone. We will access to hybrid world with easiness as we uh, have access to social network today. So, and I uh, imagine that you go and you can visit an hybrid place that is, let's say, the the, the so let's say the virtual house of 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 these of that brand, uh, and and you can interact with uh, uh, with uh, with some let's say brand avatar. Uh, and you can uh, uh, basically have a much more immersive and live uh, experience with uh, with uh, so with brands. I'd like to go back and talk a little bit more about uh, the stuff that you're working on because I think that it kind of connects to the stuff that we just talked about. Um, I know that you're involved with a really interesting project called Streeth, which uh, is actually how I found you. I'm really interested in uh, the, the project that they are putting together. I think it's really uh, unique uh, as a way to connect, um, you know, the real world to the up and coming digital collectible world. Um, so that's one. And you're working on some other stuff. What else are you working on? Well, so uh, at at the moment, um, so um, I I founded a, a new a new startup in 2020. Uh, that's basically to watch. That's working on uh, gaming and uh, metaverse experiences. So we have created basically um, an entertainment channel for uh, for uh, Gen Z, uh, where we uh, create. Uh, uh, entertainment on Twitch and TikTok. We create tournaments. We have an our own uh, uh, platform to manage tournament. We have more than 15 talents that we manage in exclusive. And we create uh, uh, metaverse experience on Web2 and Web3 uh, platform. And basically combining all of this stuff, you can create uh, basically a brand entertainment project uh, to uh, um, basically... Uh, to allow brands to get in touch with the, the new generation. Consider that in uh, 18 months, uh, we 
oh, so just on our channel we collect more than 30 million views per month uh, and uh, and uh, we have created one of the so some of the largest uh, project um, in terms of uh, 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 players and uh, viewers uh, in 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 uh, in uh, so let's say for for casual gamer related to university and school so we really created uh, so we really believe that games it's something uh, where you can that can be used for edutainment ed, ed, ed and and that's why one of our primary targets is are uh, university and schools uh, beside of that as you mentioned i have uh, invested in uh, some startups but uh, at, at, at the moment uh, 10 and one of these is uh, is uh, is three. That's not the only one working in Web three, uh, but is one of um, uh, where I really love the concept because they they basically want to um, connect so the street art with the Web three and the metaverse. So basically, uh, they uh, they are trying to. Um, to connect the concept of property with something that uh, has not in the real world that is basically the, the street art and thanks to the blockchain and, 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 and the metaverse, I, I think that this would be possible. Um, for, for example, I have been helping them to connect with the UNICEF uh, as I'm a part of them um, because to create a new project where they can uh, mind uh, uh, so an NFT drops uh, related to um, a, a street art uh, uh, opera that will be done in Milan to uh, to collect money for uh, Ukraine. I think that there's uh, actually some like interesting uh, conceptual dichotomies there, where you talk about uh, you know street art graffiti, which is really ownerless. You know, it becomes immediately part of something that that's the city it becomes part of the city it's not something that the graffiti artist really owns anymore it's on a wall or on another uh, flat piece that you know is publicly displayed it's everybody's at, at that point and then when you talk about um converting it to something which is tokenized then you're claiming ownership through uh the digital sphere in a way that I think was like not really possible before. And I think that that's a really interesting combination of kind of like the the old street and the new street. Yeah, and also it is also a way to let these kind of uh, graffitis to live forever because usually they are yeah. uh, temporary as well. So you can right. see basically all the graffitis, all the operas that have been made in that place for, for example, uh, like for... Uh, for years, even uh, even when they are not uh, there anymore in the real world. Are they tagged by location? Yeah. That's interesting. So over time, you could actually see uh, which NFTs were associated with a specific spot. Yes, 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 definitely. Pretty cool. Let, let's talk a little bit about esports, because I know that that's something that you're also involved in. Um, why do you think that esports hasn't become more popular than it is today? Because like it definitely has traction, but I think that it definitely doesn't have as much traction as those of us that work in the industry would like it to have. I think that there are some some region where esports is already massive, like uh, North, North America, South America, Asia. 
for sure in Europe, it's something that is still not, uh, let's say, so popular, so mainstream. We are starting to see something, but we are still uh, so, so uh, we need to uh, cover a gap for sure. Um, the reason could be, let's say, cultural for sure, uh, as probably uh, Europe has as has started uh, uh, later in the year because of, uh, I mean, uh, so there is lots of passion for specific sport. We are really uh, mad about football or or some other kind of entertainment because I think that the real difference is when this kind of, uh, let's say, entertainment become mainstream much more than uh, the... the um, so the number of player, what is what means the difference? What what makes the difference is the number of viewer, and the, what we are seeing now with the younger generation, even in Europe, is that esports is really uh, going over everything. So uh, video game, it's it's basically the the most viewed entertainment um, uh, thing uh, that the newest generation are are uh, are uh, preferring to see uh, according to a recent study from Bain for example even more than social media and I think that it's it's just a matter of time so Europe is so for sure some here behind but I, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's that's in terms of entertainment it's it's coming mainstream also in, uh, in Europe. So the last question that I wanted to ask you today was with the potential for on-chain tournaments and winnings, um, if we're talking about blockchain networks and leveraging them for esports, uh, how do you think that blockchain and NFT technologies can or maybe will impact esports? Well, I think that <clears throat> it's not just esports, but where they can have an impact with them. Um, with, uh, with the economy, it's basically... So I think that NFTs, it's, uh, it's really a new, a new form of membership that can be um, used with the, and that can be certified by the, so by, by, by the blockchain and that can also allow to, to change the way we use membership and also to create, let's say, a secondary market for for uh, for uh, membership so i think that um, in the in the in the esport industry there are so many spots so many way where you um, create uh, tournaments you create communities you create events and all of these can be related and linked to um, to let's say a, a, let's say a membership and this membership can be uh, can be testified by uh, NFT. I think that this will be the main uh, usage that we and and the main benefit that we can have um, uh, for this industry. Uh, aside that, of course, uh, uh, collection that is of course re related to uh, the, the the so the the number of fun and the way. Uh, a team is is going to be mainstream or other kind of um, game that can be related to uh, let's say fantasy game that can be related to uh, the way a team is going uh, or is winning or losing. I think that the way we can use and so the best way we can use 
NFT is to empower uh, a specific uh, uh, community. And of course, eSport is one of them. Deeply, deeply agree with everything that you just said. Fabrizio, I wanted to thank you for your time and your expertise. Thanks for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm.